Welcome back to A Better Love. I'm your host, Dr. Greg. Today we have Dr. Kate King with us, an expert on life in our older years, especially romance, love, passion, uh, touch, sexual attention, all those things. So we're going to dive right into this episode today with Dr. King. Dr. King, thanks so much for being here today. Glad to be here. Yeah. And I think part of what inspired this conversation also is that even though I don't really practice, I'm also a massage therapist. Oh, that's, that's what true. I was doing that's true. Before I was a psychologist, that was my, uh, I did that for a while. So that's, thinking that's about a, touch and intimacy is really important to me and helping couples. Yeah. A lot of times I think in, in therapy in general, and maybe in the practice of psychology, there's a divorce between this idea of our, our somatic, our body experience and our cognitive experience. But we know that regardless of what age you are, uh, our relationships, love, passion, it's a full body experience. It's a full, a whole experience. What, what have you found with the couples that you've worked with in terms of the importance of touch? Yeah, well, let's maybe step back and just yeah. talk a little bit about why touch is important. And yeah. then we can dig into the couples a little bit more. So there's been some really interesting research lately, not nearly enough. This is really an under researched area, but all of the research as well as some good theory about why touch massage, you know, just any kind of sort of connection physically is actually really good for our mental health. So a good massage, as anyone who's had one probably knows, <laughs> a yes. good massage makes you feel good, right? Yes, yes. That's so abundantly obvious. And yet it's not used as a mental health intervention enough. Um, so we know that massage helps get us into a relaxation response and out of a fight or flight response. We know that massage helps to increase that really good bonding hormone oxytocin that helps us connect. I'm sure you've talked about that with folks before. There's been some suggestions, some good research showing like it seems to help increase available serotonin right and really help us with anxiety and depression so it helps all these amazing things and if we're in a romantic relationship we've got someone at home with us we've with whom we can partner yeah, you know so exactly we've got hands we've got bodies um so we can help each other meet this need and get these benefits we don't always have to go to a professional uh to get a massage right or to enjoy touch in a luxurious you know sort of sensual way to get all of these benefits. Um, so thinking about our partner as, you know, a touch partner, right? As someone with whom we can go back and forth and share and connect in touch in a way that we can't in a lot of other relationships or we'd be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. I love this idea that we really, we have this well of experience that we can develop with our partner and learn what each other likes in terms of yes. touch and we never want to yes. lose connection or emotional connection to touch or our partner in our relationship regardless of how long we're together touch is so so important it releases all these beautiful neurochemicals into our our yeah. system yeah. yeah so yeah what gets in the way for folks in terms yeah. of thinking about touch in their relationship that that you found what were some ideas yeah, yeah. So one thing that I see over and over again is that touch and sex become the same thing for a lot of couples when things go wrong. You know, a lot of couples are doing great in both of those areas. Um, but for those who are struggling, who might be listening, trying to get some ideas and advice, spend some time and think about like where where are where is our relationship with regards to touch and sex? 
because oftentimes in a lot of couples, there may be one person who has a higher libido and then the other person, there's never going to be the same, no, right? Every, and, yeah. and they ebb and flow, right? For, on both sides. So you may both go through different phases of your life where you have the higher desire and then the other partner has the higher desire later on and it goes back and forth. This is what I see with older couples. There's just these sort of like waves and changes over the lifespan. Um, but whoever, you know, has the higher or lower libido then ends up relating to all touch in this sort of problematic way. Mm. So for instance, somebody with a higher desire might start to um, touch their partner with hopes that maybe it'll turn them on, maybe they'll get excited, <laughs> you know, maybe this will lead to something. If you're the person on the other side with the sort of, you know, lower libido at this time, you know, then you might start to interpret every touch as a demand or every touch as a request for sex, right? And then you just feel like, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like this is too much, right? And so then you start to just sort of subtly distance yourself, you know, and then you're afraid anything you do might be interpreted as trying to come on to them. And then your partner's going to be all excited, but that's not really what you want. So then you just end up in these like opposite corners, you know, distant and not getting to enjoy, you know, touch that isn't sexual, right? Sometimes sex therapists use this phrase, non-demand touch, right? Just touch for the sake of touch, not yeah. to go anywhere. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the things that we can enjoy in a romantic, a fierce, passionate love, again, regardless if we're in our 20s and we're just like a, a year into a relationship or we're in our 70s and 80s and we've been with mm -hmm. somebody for 50 or 60 years, is to be able to share touch in all sorts of ways, understand mm -hmm. how we like to be touched, to communicate those things with each other, uh, hopefully early in your relationship, and then stay connected to mm -hmm. those things. And massage uh, right. is a beautiful way to do that. And again, not everybody's going to have access to a massage therapist, although I wish everybody did, you know. And then the VA, what by the way, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, you've been involved with the VA. The VA uh, has started to uh, grant access or give access to veterans, uh, mm -hmm. massage therapy, Tai Chi, you know, all these other body centric yeah. kind yeah. of uh, modalities. So, mm -hmm. hey, listen, what do you suggest mm -hmm. to our listeners about? an entry point if maybe mm -hmm. people haven't been touching for a while and it's maybe now it's going to feel maybe strange or something to start touching again and to start to integrate that into their life together um what are some thoughts first steps yeah i think the first thing to do is with good communication at some point when you both have a little time and you're both relaxed just kind of say like hey i'd love to have a little more touch in our relationship and i'm not talking about sex, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you could say we could talk about sex another time, but right now I, I'm just talking about, and then you could list a few of the things that you miss just holding hands, just, you know, laying in bed and holding each other, you know, yeah. even just, I'd love to give you a massage, right? Off start with some generosity about, you know, offering touch as well. I want to make you feel good, you know, um, or I'd like us to just connect in touch in our bodies in some way, you know, and just sort of see where it lands, you yeah, know, it's a very gentle and, request. And we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And then from there, just really a lot of curiosity and listening. I mean, you know, this is just like over and over again, good couples advice, you know, so what would feel good for this person? If you've got a partner who's responding and saying like, okay, well, maybe I'll give it a shot, a touch. Okay. Massage. All right. Um, then, you know, just start to be curious, right? Pick a part of the body to start with a few good places to start might just be shoulders. Mm -hmm. uh, you could do hands or forearms, 
you would not believe the tension in people's forearms yeah, <laughs> with all tension. of our typing, typing and whatever. And, yeah. Oh yeah. So just even a little hand and forearm, uh, you could do feet with socks if you need to, like I know feet aren't everyone's thing, but you could do feet, um, or even like face scalp, you know, so just pick one of those, like a the starting scalp, point. The scalp massage yeah. is a beautiful, yes. oh my God, what a beautiful feeling that is totally. for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Someone could sit on the floor. The other person could be on the couch or sit on a chair and stand up behind the person. Just take a few minutes, like few minutes, minutes doesn't one have to minute, be for, you know, yeah. doesn't have to be a full yeah, body hour long exactly. massage. Like this is not what that exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a mindfulness yeah, element exactly. to this yeah. too, Dr. K, right? Totally. There's a mindfulness element in terms of being attuned to your yeah. own physical body and its connection yep. to your partner's body and just being very present yep. and with them in that yep. moment, right? Yeah. I mean, that's part of what touch asks us to do is like come come back into our body and be in the moment, right? Both as the giver and the receiver. Oh, by the way, there's also some good research that shows that even people who give massages get the relaxation benefit yes. because of that bonding thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the recipient, that it can feel good to give as well. Um, so you both get into that state. And part of that is related to that being present, just enjoying the sensual experience of it, being curious, being receptive. It's a good practice. You know, those aren't things that come easy for a lot of people. So, and yeah. it can serve you in other areas of your relationship as well. You know, a lot of us think that massage is like this grinding, kneading, squeezing, like, you know, yeah. like the deep tissue stuff. Yeah. And you really have to build that strength in your hands for a mm -hmm. lot of people to do that. So don't underestimate just like putting lotion on someone's back with a gliding motion, right? Or even just like a soft sheet or something can help with gliding or a little bit of lotion on the feet. It doesn't always have to be this like really deep grinding, kneading kind of thing. So take it easy as the giver too and find ways to use your knuckles and be curious and, you know, move your hands in different ways, but try to reduce that tension, right? So you can do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good for you. These sound like amazing starting points for a new ritual of emotional connection, which we know yes, we love yes, in, yeah. in relationships, maybe on a weekly basis mm -hmm. to touch yeah. each other in a new way like this. So let's all take Dr. Yeah. King's yep. uh, suggestions to heart <laughs> and uh, let them help mm -hmm. us love each other more fiercely. Dr. King, thank you so much for being on the show today. My great pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Greg. Cheers. Until next time, <laughs> uh, love each other fiercely. We'll put Dr. Kate's information along with this video. See you soon.